0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, lady. I'm Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. The Irrepressible Hound, a.k.a. Physical Piss. It's the 80s special, and I spoke to a bloke called Ted, who grew up in them. Get comfy for an odyssey of pre-CCTV petty crime.
2: Before football, hooliganism, and the casual way of life became a proper thing, we were mods. And it became a bit of a mod ritual to go to either on a scooter run to a seaside resort, or to go to... Brighton, if you weren't on a run. So we were down in Brighton one bank holiday. we come gone down on the Sunday as I want. We used to have a few beers, just mooch about, find somewhere to, to bed down and sleep the night. So we're down here and uh, we've got quite a big, quite a big crew. There's, there's mods from everywhere have met up and, and we walk up and down Brighton. We're looking for skinheads, really, uh, punks. It turns out there's this little firm. ...who don't like mods... ...so we're going to go and fight them... Uh, ...it's something stupid like... ...Mad Jock and his Brighton Soul Boys... ...I'm thinking like... ...flick haircuts and... ...and Lois... ...and everything like that... ...so we've... we've ...come across them... ...and we're all set... ...and and everybody's... ...getting up for it... ...getting up for it... ...getting up for it... ...so some are going around one way... ...some are going another way... ...the first couple of little kids... ...I've ran into them... ...got a slap... So we're now running to help the younger ones, thinking there was like 40, 50 of us. So we're now going to help them. Right. There can't be more than 20 of them. So we're going to go. As we're running towards them, there's not 40, 50 of us, there's three. (laughs) There's me and my two mates. (laughs) Well, the other one the rest of them The rest have just gone, just disappeared. So as we've got closer, my one mate has taken an almighty kick in the bollocks. And I mean, properly, like cartoon lifting him off the floor kicking the bollocks from a
1: jazz well, so from these, a jazz funker so, so <coughs> that doesn't sound fun what kind of footwear are these jazz funkers wearing? uh trainers oh, but, um, now, now we've got to the now we've got to the crux of the violence I'm going I'm to put it on hold briefly so you can tell me a bit about what is a jazz funker
2: right so what music they listen to what they wear? wearing your jazz funkers they are listening to level 42 and uh, mezzo Forte. A and just some general American funk. What are they looking like? They're looking like mullets. All right. They are... It's being,
1: because I think jazz funkers is quite a cool name, but they're, suddenly, they're sounding like absolute tits. The
2: way they dressed was appalling. Hunter jackets, um, a lot of sweatshirts. You could see how, if you looked at uh, a line of evolution where your casual football hooligan look would come from um, taking the best bits of what these these funkers were wearing
1: alright so you can see you can see the genial energy of it yeah Sorry, so your mate's just been lifted
2: off his feet by he the, is, the he has been taken upstairs by this black's <laughs> foot and and uh, I'll take it like I've been kicked and it felt like I've been kicked by a football bird how many of them are there by the way Ten? Right, the ten, the ten on three. Well, they didn't need the ten. That yeah. was the thing. Yeah, they, yeah. they disposed they of the youngsters and they kicked matey boy and i have taken a kick to the leg. I thought my leg was broken and I'm going down screaming. So the third one has gone to see where the rest were and the rest weren't there. They just evaporated in the night. So
1: I'm not really rating this, the lack of solidarity from the, <laughs> the Lord's here. No. I'll be honest. <laughs> at least the jazz funkers are excited at you. You on with 20 boys, you know, you, you know,
2: you know well. There's no going to be uh, any. Never again would I put my faith in in forty blokes I don't know. Yeah. If if it's not if it's too much for the four or five of us that are together, then I'm not having any of it. Yeah. So so matey boys got his nads were black from from like just above his knee to his belly button. The bruise was that big. It was just everywhere down both legs it was ah uh, he's had two kids since so what gender girls well there you go <laughs> but are they big fellas these jazz fuckers not got, really when and you hear
1: jazz and I'm assuming they're white you're thinking spindly little middle class white boys but the, is the funk relevant
2: make, the, the boys funk relevant makes them a bit more dirty I think alright they had one big fella and he, they didn't even need to bring him out like we'll rest the Hulk tonight they've properly done us and uh yeah so was he just at the back combing his mummy? yeah so in the morning, when we're checking our bruises and everything, my Fred Perry has got a big slash across the back of it. So it turns out, as I've been kicked, and I'm going down to the ground, clutching my leg in agony, someone else had tried to slash me from behind and just caught my T-shirt right. because I was going, for me, the right direction. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an eye-opener. And then we met up with some people the next day, and everybody we met, we just beat up just because we didn't like them what kind of look all day were they uh, skinheads uh, mostly because it was like then it was bank holiday yeah because so they had done their thing on the Sunday night okay so yeah you turned up early
1: slightly and then bank holiday bank holiday monday
2: skinheads, it's
1: skinheads. so the skinheads not particularly
2: handy Hmm. oh yeah but they ran a misfortune being skinheads they were very um, proud subculture so they had short hair they had bleached jeans they had braces they had their little Fred Perry t-shirts and they had their stupid 26-hole Dr Martins. So when they were getting to Brighton Station, the police would make them take the laces out of their boots. Why? Because their boots were um, um, cast as weapons. weapons. Right, okay. So yeah, without yeah. laces in, you can't yeah, swing them at yeah. someone and then kick them. Yeah. So being mods wearing um, bowling shoes... And boating shoes and whatever else, there was no laces or very minimal lace. So, if you kick away, <laughs> yeah, you? yeah, and you could run across pebbles while these <laughs> these skinheads with their big boots on were trying to run across pebbles with no laces in their big boots, everything was going wrong for them. That is, I suppose
1: that's unfortunate. It's quite, it's quite nice, but I wouldn't expect a, a move of that wisdom from the old Bill necessarily,
2: but I suppose it makes sense. I think they learned it from previous visits and it was something that worked for them having to police skinheads, because they're not the nicest of all the subcultures. Yeah, yeah definitely easy to spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, easy to offend as well, if you call them Weetabix. What was that sound? There was some skinheads in the 70s, 80s. The Weetabix were dressed up as skinheads. And... Um, we were shouting at them what do you mean the Weetabix the actual Weetabix the Weetabix the actual Weetabix breakfast bar breakfast? was dressed as what no you not the Weetabix breakfast bar the Weetabix Weetabix bricks of Weetabix they had an advertising Oh, well, thing, in which they, they were dressed as what fucking common <laughs> marketing campaign is that <laughs> is
1: that on TV yeah they dressed Weetabix as skitts yeah yeah. fucking ass that's what I mean <laughs> so they've got the old Bill take the laces and fucking Weetabix take the piss out of them I mean, I don't want a deal for the skinheads. You know,
2: it feels like they get a rough end of the deal. They did, they did, but they were they were stupid ones, weren't they? Brand Brand well, a couple of my mates knew a couple of other boys uh, <laughs> who used to mug gay men um, at one of the top hundred cottaging sites in England. So, unbeknownst to me. I used to, we used to go out for a drink and then we used to say, see you later. And I didn't know these two were going off with these other two kids and they were uh, mugging gays. Where? It was just a toilet, just on the edge of a woods uh, by a main road. I don't know if there was a book or a pamphlet or it was something that was in the gay community of places to pick up. People, but it was, it, that was, that was where they used to go. So I'm at home one day, phone rings, and my parents want to know if I know where my friends are. No, nope, say goodbye after we've been out, so not a clue. One of them had tried to use me as an ex- uh, alibi? Alibi, yeah. For his whereabouts. Because they had been they've been caught. They've been caught. They thought that the the gay community, the blokes that they were targeting, wouldn't go to the police for fear of being uh, named or shamed as gay, yeah, yeah. in and then having to go through court cases and everything else that's in the public eye. Uh, perhaps they were hiding their sexuality or whatever. Well, I mean, I imagine
1: if we're talking early 80s, it's quite, it's, it's quite likely yeah. that uh, at least
2: a, a good percentage of them would be hiding that. Yeah. Um, sadly. So, so their operation was that they would send one of them into the toilets, usually the prettiest looking one, who would stand there waiting. Uh, if someone came in, he'd give them a come on, nod towards the woods, get an agreement, go out into the woods... And then when they get the gay bloke out there, uh, they'd threaten him. And I knew about, well, they told me about five times they'd done it. The two they went up there with had done it a lot more. But they said they never had to hit anybody. It was just more the threat of it. Three or four blokes, or even two blokes, threatening violence was enough for them to get a wallet. And then nothing would happen because they were too late.
1: Yeah, I bet. I mean, especially if you think you're about to get your end away, and yeah. then all, <laughs> yeah, no, all, all of a sudden, you're, all, of a, all of a sudden, you're fifty quid down, and it's all all yeah. complete. Some um, and
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Was that was it always clean sailing for them, or was there a... apparently
2: not? Apparently not. There was an occasion where my friend had been chosen as the patsy, as the pull-up. So he's gone into the toilet, he's, he's given the nod, he's got the acknowledgement, they're, they're going out into the woods. And for whatever reason, the rest of them decided that they weren't going to uh, jump in straight away. This sounds like it might have prank uh, written all over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't know what pranks were back in those days. This was just stitch up. up. Stitch up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this was tucking my right up. So uh, apparently he was getting a bit worried and don't think there was kissing. I think it was more of my mate making excuses of why he didn't want to have that much physical contact. I think there might have been some uh, say one person coming on to another strongly while the the second person is panicking and looking around for right, yeah. Where his uh, yeah, so he's thinking, so if,
1: the geezer are probably. Like, I'm just trying to imagine. This, the geese are <laughs> like leaning in. At least <laughs> they've usually fucking. They've usually they've they've really now. Out so usually
2: So is he, is he like? Wait, fellas, like. <laughs> I don't think he went. I don't think he went full on uh, panic mode. But uh, what, what I've gleaned since he was he was getting quite nervous. They played it to the nth second. Tip, just, and tip then, just a little bit. And then, and then stepped in. Right. Just to make sure that he was he knew and the panic was on. So they do, they do jump in the end, then what happens? They, they jump in the end and straight away, matey boy, straight down the police station, full descriptions, four of them nicked. One of them was a policeman's son, so the sentences weren't as high as they should have been or could have been. Right. Yeah. They, they picked the wrong one there. But is it a coincidence that the one
1: that they let it go a bit too far with was the one that went down to the police station? Is it um, possible they broke characters of what some of the skis have realised that they they're having, but one of them was luring men to the woods and then uh, and they were jumping out?
2: No, I think they just picked, picked the, wrong the wrong bloke. bloke
1: yeah. and I think this bloke. He's like, I'm
2: gay, so you can't just. Can't mug me because I'm gay and think you're gonna get away
1: with oh, it. Oh quite right too. Yeah. So he's gone down the station, he's grasped him up for descriptions. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I imagine they stopped doing that for They a while.
2: did well, the two who were my proper close friends stopped completely. The policeman, son and his mate, God knows what they did, they were just again on a different level. <laughs> You heard of Great Big Owl? Yes, they
1: make this podcast. Yeah, but not just this podcast. You're shitting me. Name some others. Well, there's Trolled.
0: We had Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on. Oh, yeah, and there's Crime
1: Club. Should you get done for that? Yeah. there's The Fear. It's a kid's
0: show. They really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone oh. down Howard's Way had oh. you not asked me.
2: There's Friends With Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel
1: pours fat <laughs> yeah. down. And there's Ask the Poops. Kids ask us the questions they
2: want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting.
1: Great
0: Big owl. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job
1: sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because you had two spells, right? Yeah. So you're not
2: supposed to. We're... Huh?
1: You're not supposed
2: to Very much You only well. meant to have one? Yeah. So how come you had two? Uh, it was getting towards the end of the... The government's belief that it was working, um, so they just sent me back because um, they're about to get rid of it anyway. Yeah, the first time was like thirty days, twenty-eight days, and the second time was the maximum three months.
1: We'll get round to uh, what you got caught doing in order to get in there, but for, for later. But for the time being, let's, so detention centre. People don't know. I, I was I, I was only aware of borstal before. I obviously, had prison, borstal, detention centre is
2: something slightly just a run below that, is it? Yeah. So for any long-term sentences and then DC was supposed to be this short, sharp shot that was no more than three-month sentences. It would be hard time. You would be up early. You would be marching. You would be working. If you're not sleeping, you're doing PE or marching or drills or making your bed or tidying your room. Or mm-hmm. So it's, it's supposed to make you think that Crime doesn't pay. Yeah, give you a routine. It sounds like
1: almost militaristic in a way as well.
2: It could have, yeah, yeah, marching stuff. It could have been a, like a throwback to national service.
1: All oh, right, but did, did people get scraps and stuff there? Was it a bit tasty in there?
2: Uh I didn't really see that many fights. There was there was a few bits and bobs that were quite stupid. Um, I got in a argument with a raster once because he didn't have his haircut. was supposed to have their haircut, military short. Right, but he, got,
1: he get away with it on he religion. He claimed it's religion, so yeah. he got away with it.
2: Uh, but then he had to stick to a strict vegetarian diet, which threw him because he was then told no more meat, uh, cheese. Or just him, whatever everyone? Him. Why? Because he's a Rasta. Apparently, in the Rastafarian religion, it's a vegetarian religion. Right, so they're saying, right, well, if you're having the hair, you're yeah. also having the uh, no meat stuff. You? Well, yeah, you're... You're claiming religious whatever. Yeah. You must know your religion. You don't eat meat. So you had to pick between dreads and, uh, yep. and meat. Yeah. Right. And you picked the dreads. And he picked the dreads. yeah. I think they must have took him a little while to grow.
1: Yeah, well, I guess so.
2: So you ought to scrap with him. Yeah. But it didn't... I mean, he was going to hit me with a chair, but he realised that it was a stupid thing to do, so it didn't really go any further. But
1: so but otherwise, they, they, they don't really let you fuck around.
2: Do you don't... Because you've got too much to lose. Um... You, you would start with the loss of privileges, and then you run the risk of getting a greater sentence and going to a ball stall, which then effectively is taking you out of the picture for for longer. Yeah. Your best bet, everybody who said that, the ones who've been there two and a half months or two months, they said, do your time, do your bird, get your head down, just get through it, and then worry about what comes up afterwards. So first time, twenty eight days, right? Twenty eight so, uh, days. I mean, yeah. it must have
1: obviously felt long, but I suppose in the grand scheme of things, it's a
2: bit of a blur. 28 days. Uh, when we first arrived, uh, I thought my world had crashed down. I thought that's it. My parents had disowned me. Um, I was in bits. And the bloke I was with, who I thought was the bigger wimp, took it squarely on his shoulders, told me a to man up, and, and we got through it. Right. 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 Post office. So we've gone out. We were in a pub um, in a village, and we'd had a few beers. We'd had sing song. We'd offered a few locals out, and it was coming time now to go back home. And we were just waiting for cabs, and um, we were stood outside a of post office. Someone's uh, disappeared, and the next thing we know, he's knocking on a window from inside a post office, um, and he's passing stuff out the window. So. What, envelopes and stuff, no, no, just bits and bobs that you could find. It was quite ridiculous. So, being um, the young, uh, beard up idiot, uh, I've shimmied up a drain pipe, um, got into the to the stock room. Or... Has he opened the window for you? On the other no, 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 did this all myself up a drain pipe, in through a little tiny window. Like, he's got in. For a louvred window. And I thought anybody can do that. You know, I'm saying like, watch up there. There's like 25 foot of drain pipe. So I'm up there. I'm in. I'm staggering down the stairs. I get to the safe. All of a sudden I'm raffles. I'm going to crack the safe. I've got no stethoscope. I've got no equipment. I've got my ear up against the door. Trying to listen to the tumblers clicking. Um, Pointless. Absolutely pointless. So I sort of looked around I saw a bag of coins One piece, two piece, five piece Picked that up, threw it out the window Said right, this is me done um, And then we we reconvened at the train station Trying to get a train home No trains So we had to um, get home the way we knew best Which was taking and driving away C D A, yeah
1: now, I didn't realise this is all
2: part of the same story. The TDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: let's go into the Dark like, TDA. My, I, I think my aunt was saying, it used to be called something else as well, is it like uh, Taken Without. Taken Without. Talk. Talking. Taken Without Consent. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. You went for the TDA. TDA. To yeah. so the uh, modern listener, that'd be. Taking and driving away. Well, no, yeah, it would be joyriding. joy joyriding, oh, joy you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to uh, to listeners of a lesser vintage, that <laughs> that'll be, be joyriding. Yeah. So how did that go?
2: Uh Well, the first car we broke into and managed to fit us all in, uh we couldn't take the steering lock off, so we were driving around in a circle. That would have been quite an amusing sight, I thought. It was very funny. Um Again, because we were indestructible, it didn't matter what noise we were making, it didn't matter that this car was just going around and around in circles, going nowhere. It was just like, pile out, find something else. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> how many circles did you,
2: you did? Uh, I think we must have done at least six. Did you,
1: you manage to get the speed up to do proper donuts? Or? No, no, no. You need to step on the
2: brakes for that, don't It's just one of those thing about insanity is like trying to do the same thing over and over again and thinking you're going to get a different result. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to get a different result. Did you get in another? Car? We got in another car then. Yeah. yeah, we got in a Morris Minor and that. We made sure that the steering would.
1: <laughs> made, sure steer it, yeah. made sure we could steer it. We made sure we could steer it,
2: but to start it, we had to bump start it. So we had um, a couple in the car, and then we had a couple pushing, <laughs> pushing the car through the train station car park to get it going. Well, and that worked. And that worked. Yeah, yeah. How did you get rid of the uh, of the Morris Minor? you start <laughs> start it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So we we've, we've gone back home to where we were from. Uh and one of the boys lived in a, a rougher part of town. So he was the last one out of the car and he said, Don't worry, I'll park it up somewhere where, uh, where it'll get found and uh he drove it into um into where he lived, the area he lived in, left it outside some local ruffian's house. So uh his thinking was I mean, none of us had gloves on or anything like that. So if they'd a fingerprinted the car they would have they would have found us straight away, but, yeah, but they, they didn't. No, they didn't. That's a stroke of luck. Because I presume they must have found it, but uh, they found it, yeah. But no, nothing about that came back to us. Oh, uh, All right, Club. We'd gone down for a drink in Brighton. We were staying the night. Just we were going to sleep on the beach. Then we were going to sleep in the van that we drove down in. There was a couple of us walking round, and um, it was a height of football casual couture. We found a um, Pringle shop and we tried to get into this shop. It must have had a 200 jumpers in there. So if we'd have even if we'd have sold them at ten pounds a pop, we'd have made a tiny profit, yeah. but we couldn't get in. So um, my mate got into another into a record shop and um and we got a record shop.
1: And was how successful was that? That was
2: very successful, um He was just dumping stuff into a box. I was a bit more selective, I was picking up. uh, What I liked from the record stock, we had um, styluses, we had record vouchers. Uh, He got in the till, so we had the day's takings or whatever takings we could find. Um, We got back to our house. Uh, We had a party that night in the morning. After the party, we went off to the Midlands, four of us, for football. So, um, yeah, all in all, very, very good. Very good. Until? Until we got back from the football and we were met as we walked into the pub by um, the person I'd got in with originally into the record shop with, girlfriend, who said he'd been arrested that morning. And so she was in tears. Uh, The pub was empty uh, we just had a few more drinks and went home and just waited for the inevitable then. And then the next morning, uh, then other three of us got arrested. How did they, find they catch you? Well, now, it turns out that the person who was driving the van, who I know as quite a stupid person, uh, had gone home and told his mother what he'd been up to, named every single person he'd been out with, Because we'd gone out on Thursday morning, and he didn't come back till Friday evening, Uh, so he'd obviously missed work, and she wanted to know why. And uh, as soon as he told her everybody's names, she decided to phone the police and tell them where we would be. Right, you've been nicked for this now, (laughs) Ian.
1: <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm getting a sense that it weren't exactly Ocean's Eleven. If, no, uh, no, if one of your mates is you, grass, you it all up to his mum. No, did uh did you let that
2: mate who grass up his mum back in the back in the French? Oh day? yeah, yeah. That's because that's how st- stupid we were. We did the job, but we never thought about the next day he
1: must have he must have been reprimanded in some way by the chaps no no no. no yeah. but I then what happened what was the consequence of all getting nicked get, was, was that one of the times was that, was that one of the ones where you ended up in the detention centre that was the second time I ended up in the detention centre
2: oh the second time that was three, was months. three months so yeah. you've
1: done three months in the detention centre because he's grass shops his mum and you're not pissed off in the slightest no
2: because a little bit as well in the middle of it, we, we, got put on, um, we got put on remand for a week. And so between the remand, so we've, we've done one court case, we've been remanded. We've come out, we've done another court case. It's come up to Christmas, they let us out. And then they said, your next court appearance will be eight weeks, February or something like that. So in that time, I managed to buy a stolen credit card. Try and use it. Got arrested for it. Not knowing anything about credit cards. Not knowing that if it's been stolen two weeks before, don't try and use it. If someone says, yeah, we're just waiting for the signature to go through, don't wait. And everything else that I learned from that, that if I was going to do any credit card fraud, I wouldn't have even attempted half the things I did. So they've, done, they've done, so you're on remand, they've done you? Or... So we've come out of remand. Yeah. and One, I'm between remand and... Sentencing. I've been arrested for another crime, so the person who was with me got community service, and I got three months DC. Well,
1: but then, like you said, that was the, that, that second spell in DC kind of turned you more straight, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the first one, please, really didn't do the job.
2: First one just made us fitter. Mm-hmm. First one just it taught us to look after ourselves. Uh, taught us that. Um, always be on your toes be aware the criminals we met in there were telling us stuff yeah. uh, we were telling them I think we were more of a if you're going to do something don't do what we've done yeah yeah so we were, sales yeah, yeah, yeah we were more Whereas of, they were uh, giving you
1: pure instructions yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. well it is an like idea if, if you are going to burn the record shop don't have one of your mates uh, grass yeah. shot to his, uh, yeah. to his old lady definitely it's crime club you're fucking back to front Oh, you know, let's talk about football. You, we're not the same
2: team. No, but you, uh, you like to, you like to scrap at the football. We did, we did. We weren't as many as a lot of other teams, but it was good fun. It wasn't, uh, say, the intensity of uh, anything involving Leeds or West Ham or the scousers with their blades. It was, it was just, it was an extension of our criminality. It was just drink, fun, fight. Yeah.
1: fun when you hear about people having scraps of football it's always you know they never lost a scrap never but uh, obviously that's bullshit because everyone loses a scrap more sometimes and obviously perhaps you maybe more than I the i think average. we
2: we would have lost more than we won yeah if we won 3 we lost 15
1: right so with cholton they they what they come as your own men doesn't it
2: cholton um, we're playing at home and we've come out of the uh, members bar and there's a nice big crowd, and uh, the sun's shining, there's a lot of singing, everybody's up for this one. So we're making our way over to our our end. All of a sudden, there must have been, I don't know how many, 50, 60 blokes just went, and they just started hitting everybody they didn't know. And the whole end just went, they just, everybody ran. Fucking hell. And the stupid thing was, they did it again a couple of years later. Exactly the same scenario. So much They're back in our end. Big crowd. Oh, this is good. And Charlton. They've done it again. They've done us again.
1: So, no, no we, we, we wouldn't be able to do that these days because, obviously, it's more heavily policed, whereas, you know, security back then was, what you say, minimal?
2: Oh, we used to leave home half past two, get to the ground for three and pay our three pound, four pound, five pound, whatever it was on the turnstile and go in. So you could do like what you just described if you're an away
1: fan and you want to en masse brutalise or un- yeah. yeah, you don't yeah. have, a, have a serious tear up with yeah. the home fans. You can go into the home wind Yeah, and uh, and if you organise it then you end up having a... Oh, uh,
2: yeah. you, could, you can do whatever you want. It's it's before the days of um, uh, having to book your tickets eight weeks in advance or whatever they do now. Yeah. Graham Club! So yeah, as we progress through the leagues the quality of opposition... Got better, and then both on the pitch and in the social yeah yeah both, and so we are playing Man City one of the first games of the season, and uh, Chelsea had played a twelve thirty kickoff we were a three o'clock kickoff, so before the game we had a few beers and we're all excited and Man City are playing at our ground and it's all new and everything that comes with it so I swapped my shirt with a Man City fan the beach, right? in the it's like a members bar outside the ground yeah. part of the ground so we've we've gone into the game and I've got my Man City shirt on and we've scored and I'm jumping up and down cheering and I got whacked in the head and I've turned around and I said oh that's alright mate I'm like home fan I've just swapped the shirt before the game and someone else said oh no this is Man City in our end so we then had to um, start fighting so we did and we're, we're fighting away Having a great
1: but old time. you fighting Walsh to reason. For no, no, no. We, we, just, said it to the right. we just
2: just yeah. started fighting. Yeah, once, once it was established that the shirt wasn't the reason they were upset, right? It was just fighting and fighting and fighting. And and it was it was a good it was a good fun fight. And I don't know why the police took so long to get there, but everybody's on our side it was having a great old time. But while we were doing this, we didn't know that Chelsea were at the other end and they had infiltrated the Man City bit in serious numbers uh, in serious numbers and they'd started fighting and there was people spilling over the wall right so um,
1: as far as the old bill are concerned there's two, two sets of fans are fighting each other <laughs> yeah. but obviously they think your city and your own have that own yeah. home end and, yeah. um, and Chelsea have had an early kick of they've come down to, to, uh, to have a tear up with yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah fucking hell
2: good old days but, but you could do that in them days yeah, yeah. because you didn't need to put the tickets you just turn up, you pay your money at the turnstile yeah. and get in.
1: Well, I've, I've personally, I've always been of the opinion that uh, if a lonely grown men want to get the shit out of each other in a safe environment. In a, you know, oh, place.
2: definitely the best place to do it. We played Newcastle in a game and um, there was, I would say, as we were coming out of the bar into the ground, 40 of these big Geordie fellas being led away from our ends. One of them had his kid on his shoulders. And they would come for a fight. they'd come just for a fight, yeah. Okay, you, yeah. Don't, you don't go in the wrong end in that number to, yeah. to say hello. Well,
1: he's got his skin on the shoulder. That thing is, that's a bit... That's a cop-out, though, because you can't really go around kicking him in the nuts if he's going to fall... He, we foot. wouldn't have. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't but have. But if lost. he's going to still go and try to get,
2: get a couple, hand out a couple of left-handers, then it's uh, not we'd, we'd have lost. It wouldn't matter. He could have had his wife with him. We'd have lost. Then <laughs> no. Geordie boys would big. Yeah, fair All the time we were doing what we were doing. It was it was a bit of fun. It was a jolly up. And then it descended into into the stabbings and uh, everything else that came. I don't want to single out any Northern clubs that, whose fans carry standing knives and whatever, but they became just... They took the fun out of it. Mm. They took the fun out of it. We played West Ham, mm. and even the West Ham boys said, like, if you want to stand up and have a square go, fill your boots. But... The Northerners, they became more sneaky and they became more wanting to maim and hurt rather than yeah. just have a fight and then go down a pub and talk about it. Yeah,
1: I can imagine that get becoming much less fun if uh, rather than uh, potentially going home with a, with a black eye. If you
2: go home with it. a black eye, you've got a trophy and it's, it's all good and, and well and that, that'll go down. If you go home, you know, some of the stories with um, putting matchsticks between Stanley Blades so they can't... So up, oh, yeah, the, so it's two So it's two like two cuts, and then you can yeah, even... and it's it's not enough skin to be able to sew it up properly, and, yeah. and things like that. That's it's just too far. It, yeah, but then there's
1: always going to be people who take too fast. They always are. Yeah, yeah. Crime club. There you go. Welcome back to 2019. Big shout out to Ted Bellingham, there top man. Crime club does not particularly condone violence or burglary. Unless it's targeting skinheads, uh, then we're ambivalent. Are you over 50? I'd love to do a seventy special. And even if you're not but you have done some bad things, get in touch via email at at crimeclubpodcast.gmail.com and Twitter at crimeclubpod, all one word. I am also desperate to get a woman on here. It's far too male, this thing. I'm trying, honestly, and will continue to try it. I think part of the problem is that women who have done bad things tend to be too sensible to blab about them. So what I'm going to do is open it up to get someone in here to provide maybe just their views and analysis of what's happened so far on the podcast uh, because it's getting kind of ridiculous. Ed Beaumont with the Jingles. See you next week. Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is the The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is for us, but for you it's entertainment gold that's all over a programme you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show